Here we are now with another episode of the Andrew Lake Podcast. If you are a regular listener of the Andrew Lake Podcast, please share your favourite episode, as this will help me find my audience. It will help to find the people who are ready to hear what we are talking about here. And today... I'd like to look at this question, does spiral dynamics pigeonhole people? So if you're not familiar with spiral dynamics, it's not going to be much of an introduction here. (laughs) This is not the place to really learn about it. Here we're actually talking a little bit about it. And... If you're not familiar with it, well, still listen along because you'll start to pick up things. You'll start to hear things that will make sense and that you'll be able to understand. But really, you do need a proper introduction to spiral dynamics. And that's part of what we're talking about. That's part of actually the issue here. In a nutshell, spiral dynamics, though, for the purposes of what we're talking about here today, is... Well, it's a developmental psychology map, or it's a system of developmental psychology. And it was developed, pioneered by Claire Graves, and further developed by Beck and Cohen. And they have this famous book, Beck and Cohen, called Spiral Dynamics. And it's a very famous book, very, very influential book. And it's really, it's really standard reading for developmental psychology. And I want to look at this question. I want to look at this question in some detail. Does spiral dynamics pigeonhole people? And this is to do with, well, we learn about psychology. We learn things about how the mind works. We learn things about ourselves. We learn about our motivation and what we're doing with our lives. And This, at some point, feeds over into your worldview. It's not just a vision of what you are, but it's actually your vision also of how the world is and how society works and how culture works. And even more deeper than that, it's how reality works and what's going on with existence. And there are a few traps with this. There are a lot of things that can go wrong along the way. There are a lot of things that can really come back to bite you in this process. And I'd like to talk about, well, what are some of those when you're learning about spiral dynamics and you're learning about psychology in general? Now, it's funny. I've had this experience, this personal experience where the backstory is, or the background of this story, is that I've always loved psychology. I've always thought it was this great tool, it was this wealthy wisdom, and it's been so great to learn more and more about it, and it's opened up so many things by studying psychology, not just spiral dynamics, but all forms of psychology. And I had this moment where I was in this room It was actually a band rehearsal. I was in this band. 
and it was with a whole bunch of people, heaps of people. And one of the band members had this issue with one of the others, and I was sort of just listening along. And she kept saying to this person, like she was having a bit of an argument with them, and she kept saying to this person, oh, this is psychology. Oh, you are psychology. What are you using psychology for? And this was so strange for me. This was a real like, whoa, I don't understand what's happening. Why is she saying psychology when she's feeling bitter? Like it was very obvious to everyone that she was bitter. She was actually putting her anger and her frustration onto this other person. And I was shocked. I was like, psychology as an insult, psychology as a negative trait ascribed to someone. What's going on there? How can this be? How can someone say such a thing about wisdom? How can someone say such a thing about knowledge and understanding? And that's really part of what we're talking about. That's really the the issue here with spiral dynamics and how it pigeonholes people. Now, with every psychological map, there's a correct way to use it and an incorrect way to use it. And it doesn't even go far enough to say that. There are limits to each of the systems that we use, and there are ways in which it can go wrong, and that applies with spiral dynamics. Now, in the case of spiral dynamics, it's a little bit hard to believe this when you're first learning about it. It's a bit hard to really even contend with this because... Spiral dynamics is so brilliant. It explains so much. It makes things so clear. It makes things so accessible to understanding and making sense and simplicity. And it creates real order out of so much chaos. And so it's quite difficult to really go that extra step and say, okay, now how do I apply this huge, beautiful piece of wisdom correctly and incorrectly. It's really a kind of graduation from spiral dynamics when you when you reach this point. And really, you need this point when you begin. Like so many things, you need the end before you start. And you need really all the pieces to come together at the same time. Now, spiral dynamics works with generalizations. And all developmental psychological maps work with generalizations. And this is the fallacy of pigeonholes. This is how putting someone into pigeonholes can occur or how it can appear to be like that. It can appear to be happening in that way. Now, not everyone understands generalizations. Many people think they do. Many people say that they accept them. Many people operate in a half-assed sort of way with generalizations, but they don't really understand the mechanics of generalizations. And the thing is that you actually need to be able to speak and understand in generalizations. And this means being able to categorize things. It means being able to label things, fit things in with a bigger picture, Understand how these small details can actually be grouped together with other things. 
And the problem or the trap for people that don't know how to think in generalizations and speak in generalizations is that they say, well, you're just pigeonholing people. You're just lumping them into categories. You are just reducing them. You're somehow reducing them to a category. And this can cause a lot of outrage. This really causes a lot of upheaval. And it's one of the resistances to spiral dynamics. It's actually one of the things that people use as a rebuttal against spiral dynamics. They say, you're just speaking too generally. You're just saying that something is something when it's not that. It's actually something else. And this is a trap. This is something that is actually understood by those who know the mechanics of generalizations. The people who really see how categories work and how profiles work and how stages of evolution and psychological development work, they know that. They know that it's a kind of reduction and that it's not limited. And they are able to hold those two things together and see that, well, actually, it's not the whole story. And it's not a reduction exactly to put someone in a category. It's actually just a way of making sense of how much chaos there is and how much misunderstanding there is. And another common rebuttal for spiral dynamics, which comes up in relation to this, is people aren't what you say they are. People are what they say they are. And this is a careful distinction that needs to be made because everyone has this thing that they tell themselves what they are. I am this. I am this class, this category, this identity, this cultural background, this belief, whatever. And even that in and of itself is a generalization. But spiral dynamics actually goes into this and says, okay, well, that's what you say you are, but what do other levels of consciousness say you are? And even further than that, they have what are multiple levels of consciousness saying what you are. So you, in a sense, recategorize categories multiple times. And this is a complex nuance. This is a detailed nuance. And if you don't understand it and you just take it for the surface, all you're going to be left with is, no, that's not me. This is me. I am what I say I am, not what you say I am. And this can trigger outrage. This can trigger anger. This can trigger an emotional response, which is, not very nuanced, not very clear, and completely misses the point. Now, if you do understand these nuances, you can still fall for it because you can be sitting there looking at this and saying, okay, so I understand these things and I can explain them in a more clear way. Who wouldn't want that, right? Who wouldn't like that? As if, as if that's not a good thing. Now we're creating more nuance 
we're creating more detail and we're able to talk about things with more complexity and more ease. So technically speaking, or my intuition is that if I explain this to someone, they would also like it. They would also want that, right? Who wouldn't want that? But this is also a trap. This is also a confusion that actually happens in an early understanding of spiral dynamics. Because people aren't ready. That's really what it comes down to. People don't have the kind of understanding that you have. They don't have these nuances. And it really is a kind of mistake to try and explain spiral dynamics to people. If you're on board with it, if you really understand it, you have to understand you're in a different category. Very few people are actually ready for it. And it's a trap for new players to think, if only we could explain it to people, if only they understood. It's actually a hangover from your first tier thinking. It's actually a hangover from when actually you weren't ready for spiral dynamics. So this is a real issue. This is something to watch out for. It's that the solution is not, okay, we just need to teach everyone spiral dynamics. Actually, only very few, very, very tiny number of people are ready for an explanation for spiral dynamics that will actually bring them into an understanding. Very few. Now, of those few, there's only a few that actually get it. Not everyone does get it. And that's really, well, it's quite sad. It is quite sad. And there are a lot of reactions that you can have to this. There are a lot of responses that you can have because you can think, well, what what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to just keep quiet? Am I supposed to just watch on and just let things be as they are? What can I do? Am I powerless? And in a sense, you have to pick your battles. You have to pick your moments. And this gets me to a good example or a good way of explaining the correct use and the incorrect use of spiral dynamics. Now, a correct use would be to use it on yourself. A correct use is to actually use it as your way of understanding how you fit in the world. Now, an incorrect use is in using it in a conversation. It's not for conversation. You can't talk about spiral dynamics in a conversational way unless the person is on board with it. And this is the difference between the interpersonal or the immediate actually sitting down in the same room as someone and actually just thinking about things for yourself, thinking about your own life in your own way, in your own time. Those are two different things. Now, of course, they do, they do start to blur because those two, those two lines of intelligence, we could say, which is the interpersonal or your relationships and then your own view of the world, well, they, they affect each other. They're in play with each other. 
But when you're aware of the certain psychological stages that we study in spiral dynamics, you have to be careful with that. You have to be aware of that relationship because otherwise it's going to come out and then you'll be saying things that just don't resonate. They don't work with the conversation at large. So don't mix those two things up. Now, the other thing to understand is that it's a mistake to really think that it's something that can be explained a little piece at a time. And that is actually a mistake I'm making right now. It's actually a problem that's actually occurring in this very conversation. Spiral dynamics is something that needs... It, re- it really needs like a multiple lecture series or it re- really needs like a full, it needs like a course to understand it. You really need not just one conversation, not even just two conversations, but actually 10 conversations. And they wouldn't actually be conversations as in, oh, let's talk back and forth, but it's actually more like lectures. You actually really need to read the book. You really need to read a couple of books. And that's very different. Listening to someone explain something to you, having someone teach something to you, is very different to a conversation. Because when you're having a conversation, you've got this sort of back and forth. You're sort of like, well, what's your opinion? And how do you feel about this? And what's your reaction to? And well, what about this idea over here? And that's very different to saying, okay, now we've got this system, we've got this map, and you need to put all the pieces together, and I need to explain all of the pieces, and I need to give you these examples, and it's me sharing something with you. It's really a one-sided conversation. And that's the difference between teaching and having a conversation. And when you know about spiral dynamics and you know certain things about developmental psychology, it's easy to forget that. You can actually turn into a teacher during a conversation. And this, in some ways, well, in so many ways, just ruins the conversation. Because most people don't, most people aren't actually open to learning. They don't actually take conversations as a lesson. Now you can. It's actually a very wise way to have a conversation. It's actually to approach it by saying, okay, this person is trying to tell me something, so I'm going to listen very carefully. Are they saying all that they need to? Are they able to actually share what they're feeling as well? Are they actually expressing themselves? And how do I, how do I encourage them to say what they really want? How do I encourage them to find the things that they're forgetting to say? How do I encourage them to say the things that they they want to say and they need to say, but they can't quite remember? And in the case of spiral dynamics, it's possible for this moment to happen when you're talking with someone and you might be explaining it or talking about certain things And you actually get into their value structure. And this is the power of developmental psychology, is you actually start to see into 
people's core beliefs. And when this happens in a conversation, their beliefs start to be exposed. They start to see certain values come up. And this creates a lot of tension. This creates a lot of heat. It creates a lot of rebellion. It creates a sort of, well, not rebellion. Rebellion's not the right word. It's more like, it's more like a resistance. Sort of like an outrageous anger. And this is just the case of exposing values. This is the case of what happens when you realize your beliefs are being undone. Your opinions are unfounded. And people in this situation, people when this happens, have huge reactions. There's so much to it. There's so much drama around this. The mind creates defenses when it realizes it's under attack. And when you see that, well, actually, there's a bigger mind, there's a more complicated mind just around the corner, it can feel like a sort of an aggression. It can feel like a sort of, you you need to be on the defense. And some of the common phrases might be, or one of the common phrases might be like, am I just your psychological experiment? You mean you're explaining these things to me and it's just that's just your explanation. You're such a hypocrite. You're, hi- you're a hypocrite for saying that you have an explanation for everyone and they just have their explanations for themselves, but they're wrong. You're a hypocrite. I'm just a psychological experiment to you. You're just having this game in the background to run rings around me. And that's how it can feel for people who have their values exposed. And of course, well, how are you supposed to react to this? Because the people that really understand a larger worldview... They live in a different world. They live in a different place. And the whole reason these conversations are taking place is because they want others to understand. They want people to come out of their confusion, out of their mental tangles. They want to allow people to not have to have so many defences. We shouldn't have to get so angry at one another. And really, it's, it's quite sad. It's quite a pity. And this is one of the sort of negative downsides of having deep psychological understanding is that you actually see, well... This person doesn't get it, and they don't want to understand it, and they're closed-minded, and this might be a, a close friend. This might be someone you've shared lots of things with. 
and you see that actually they're not going to get it. And they're going to stay in their confusion and their frustration and their neuroses for years and years and years. And there's nothing you can do to change that. You're literally powerless because you've tried so many things to explain it. You've tried it the nice way. You've tried it the the forward way. You've had so many conversations. And these sort of conversations, well, you eventually learn not to have them. You eventually learn to let them go. And in some ways, when you reach that point, you can understand how psychology can be an insult. You can understand how, well, these things, they just disconnect people. They just disconnect personal relationships. So when you call someone using psychology, well, that can be an insult. And this is the wisdom, this is the further lesson of being able to use psychology and not use psychology. And when you don't use psychology and you actually say, okay, this is a person that I'm going to take and understand and really try and connect with and not even so much understand, it's more of a connection. And when that happens, you say, well, you want to talk about your feelings You want to talk about what's true for you without any sort of response, without any sort of explanations. And really, those sorts of conversations, they need to to sort of lighten up a bit. Because when you connect with people, you're you're actually being playful. You're actually being a little bit silly. You're actually telling stories rather than talking about beliefs or politics or psychology. You're talking about personal things that happen to you. And the best way to connect is to come back to the personal. Forget about politics. Forget about psychology. Forget about value structures and belief systems. Actually come back to the real one-on-one connection. This is about me and this is about you. And all that stuff, all that talk about theories and how the world is and cultural artifacts and epochs. That's all just talk. It's all just mind games. And of course, for me, well, I can entertain those sorts of games. For me, it's no issue because I'm grounded. And I understand that it is something that I can let go of in an instant. But for the people that don't understand that, for the people that can't do that, well, it's a real issue. It's a real problem. And it is quite sad that we have to accept that some things people just don't get and they're never going to get it. But that shouldn't stop us from having a genuine human connection. That shouldn't stop us from friendship, from relationships, from asking each other 
how we feel. From being able to have a sense of humor. From being able to remember what it's like to have some innocence. What it's like to be light-hearted. What it's like to care for one another. And of course it might be that you think your way of caring for someone is to share your beliefs with them. It's to share your worldview with them. But I'd like to say that that's only part of it. It's really quite limited. And what's really needed for care is to have a genuine openness to someone. A genuine acceptance of someone. And it is easy to fall into the trap of pigeonholing people. And in many ways, that's a failing for the people who have only a partial understanding of how to operate with generalizations. But if you can remember it and you can understand it, then you can sidestep that problem. And you can know when it's time to use generalizations when it's time to speak broadly and when it's time to say, well, just tell me how you feel. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about our personal relationship. Let's talk about how things are between us. And it's my dream that we can do that with peace. We can do that with a kindness. We can do that with a grounding, with an understanding. Because there's so many tangles. There is so much neuroses. There is so much suffering in the mind. Really, people's minds have just so much mess in them. There's so much junk in them. And I just wish, I just pray, I just, I'm just begging at times. Why can't you see how easy it is? Why can't you see how simple it is? I just want the best for you. I just want you to see, I want, I want you to be liberated. I want you to have the freedom that I feel. The joy, the excitement, the playfulness. The sense of being relieved that all that mind-fucking is actually possible to get over. And of course, in some ways, we're all intelligent and we're all dumb. Both those things are true. We're more intelligent... We're all intelligent because we have an intelligence. We all have our own intelligence. We all have wisdoms that we learn from. 
We all have things that we have learnt from. All have life lessons. We all have life experience. We all have ideas. And yet also, we're all very dumb as well, because we still also have the side of us which is, well, not very bright. It's the side of us that forgets our own wisdom. It's the side of us that is actually pretty stupid and has bad habits and falls back into old ways and says stupid things without thinking. And we have both in those. Both of those are within each of us. And yet recognizing that, that both of those are in both of us, goes a long way for understanding how we can connect. So that's a few thoughts on spiral dynamics. If you're not familiar with spiral dynamics, read the book and listen to some lecture series on the internet. There's plenty of them out there. And there are many ways in which developmental psychology is spoken about. So find more research, find more information, and concordantly, at the same time, understand that that knowledge is different to your interpersonal relationships. It's different to how you relate to people personally. And that's a trap that you'll have to watch out for. That's a trap that you'll understand when you understand spiral dynamics. You'll be able to see those distinctions very clearly and you'll be able to sidestep the problems that can ensue from not understanding those distinctions. So that's about all I have to say for now. So thanks very much for listening in. Hope you have a beautiful day. And don't forget to meditate. Have you done any of your meditation today? You should be doing a daily meditation practice as a part of your daily routine. Do you have a daily routine? Don't forget about that. Move back to it. I know it's easy to forget about it. (laughs) That would be the, the dumb side of you. The dumb side of me that forgets about it. The intelligent side of me that remembers it or comes up with it. So enjoy. And that's all I have to say for now.